Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Lily Tang Williams is with us, a newer mover here to New Hampshire, first-time attendee at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, first time also at ForkFest, uh, which is the other event that's happening at the same time and will be happening the next week as well uh, here on the campground. Lily, welcome to Free Talk Live. Well, thank you for having me here. This is great. You, you know, have we ever had you on before? I feel like you and I have had so many interactions over time, but I don't specifically remember if you've been on the air with us. I think I was at a Freedom Fest. Um, oh, were you at Freedom Fest? Yes, I was a, a speaker. I had a talk with uh, your partner, Mark. Ah. Yeah, so he had me on your show. Gotcha. So maybe I wasn't there for that. Yeah, but then we met at the um, on New Hampshire Libertarian Party State That's Convention right. two years ago. Where I was the recorder. I had my video recorder. Yeah, I was keynote there. speaker and for you that event. Right, right. And you gave an amazing speech about leaving China, which is uh, where you were from. I was born and grew up there. Yes. Yeah, and that's that's a whole other conversation. I bet we could spend. We had a guy on um, uh, Monday where we spent three hours with him. I bet we could spend three hours with you. Just oh, on that's China. easy. Twenty-four uh, years life in China yeah. is hard to uh, summarize in ten minutes. I have been posting pictures. I travel around the country now, mm-hmm. into middle school, high school, college campuses to talk about as a communism witness what a life is like. They really hated that. They think I'm right. lying, I'm cheating Americans for lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to become rich because I'm going to schools. <laughs> now, what kind of response do you get from that? Because the American public education system, it largely is raising people to, to adore communism. You know what? There are two sides of the story. I will tell you, Lots of teachers are very friendly when they start to teach as a social study teacher well, I mean, to never the mind kids the about teachers. What did yeah. the students think? But the students were very, very shocked to listen to my personal story. What's like to live there? They feel grateful after my talk. Oh my God, I'm so grateful. I'm a America and live here. Was born here, so it's not like our kids already settled. That's why I want to go to school earlier now, middle school right. to high school, when they start to learn about communism. Because uh, I also tell them communism, socialism, fundamentally same thing. And uh, and my best comment ever from a middle school girl, a student, she said, after Miss Lily's talk today, Grandma, I will never be a socialist. Wow. Wow. So, so I hope that personal stories work. Personal stories work. It depends how you tell your stories with old pictures showing. Not yeah. even about politics. Just talk about what your life could be if you live in that kind of society. Mm-hmm. So things are going in a bad direction again in, in China. I think that uh, he is, we call him a new Mao. You know, chair oh, my really? mouth. Yes, that's how bad it is. Wow. And he also changed the Chinese constitution to make himself uh, like a chairman of the party and the military commission forever. So I don't even <laughs> want, I even don't want him to call him president because he's never elected by people. You know, so I call him yeah. Chairman Xi, like we call Chairman Mao. Like where, Mao. Yes, yeah. So it's really bad. Talk about human rights abuses, Xinjiang, Weiwur, Muslim concentration camps, and the Falun Gong um, organ transplant. Like they took uh, mm-hmm. away your organs, like from the Falun Gong practitioners who are inside of the political prisons, like prisoners of conscience. That's horrifying. They're 
It's it's a total crime against yeah. humanity, and I'm just glad the world just start to pay more and more attention about what they're doing in Hong Kong to Taiwan and to their own people with the virus covered up. So right now, CCP is coming to the spotlight for the whole world to realize what a true color it is.、Mm-hmm. You know, they are the largest authoritarian government in the world. We need to protest against them all the time. That's why they maybe come to my Facebook page to attack me because、sure. that's what I'm telling people. Yeah, speech is the enemy to、uh, the state. We're supposed to be the world leader in terms of freedom. If we lose America, I'm telling you, there's a, the world will be a very dark place. Well, half But, of、uh, Americans want to get rid of the Second Amendment or at least gut it. Yeah,、mm. that tells you maybe I think really you have to look at education. Why、yeah. the Hong Kong Chinese students never were under. Communist rule, but American students have been in the government indoctrination camps. They don't know what freedom means at all. What would you say to libertarians who are out there listening to this,、uh, having just gone through this crazy lockdown, crackdown nonsense? What's happening there versus what's happening here? Why should they move to New Hampshire? Well, I if they love freedom. I think New Hampshire is really la- our last hope for liberty in our lifetime. I have lived in Colorado, Texas, Hong Kong, China, and travel around the world. And if we love freedom, people cannot make New Hampshire a free state. Then I don't know where I will go. Well, right. I, What could we do I, if we I, can't win New Hampshire? How, how could we ever expect this? I cannot move back to China <laughs> or Hong Kong. <laughs> And I'm an American citizen. I think this is the last place we have to work on. You know our goals. You host a podcast, the, the Tom Woods Show. Yes. And you are relatively popular. I mean, there's a lot of people who seem to be familiar with you. You're walking around in sunglasses and a hat today, to, to, just so you could get here, not because you want to avoid people, right? But I, right, but I needed to get to your table. It's a good, it's a good plan. I commented like you can't get anything done here. You know, I've got emails, I got things I could do, but I couldn't possibly do them here because I'm always interacting with people. There's always people to talk to as you're walking down the aisles. There's always a conversation、uh, going on, and it's always interesting. It, it fascinates my kids that out there in the normal world, we walk around without incident. We come here, and everybody wants to talk to me. They're saying, "I met you in 2007." I don't know who that person is,、right. and we just have an absolute blast. But every once in a while, in the normie world, somebody, when we're eating dinner or something, will come up and say, "Hey, are you Tom Woods?" And then my kids think, "Who is this person?、Mm. <laughs> who is our father?" <laughs> we were on a Disney cruise once, and we're seeing you know, typical bourgeois activity that I engage in, and there we are at one of the performances, and somebody says. I just had to come over here and ask, and ask. if you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you did. You know, it's, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice to know people are listening.、Uh, so you're here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival Fork Fest for the very first time、yeah. ever. It's not your first time in New Hampshire, of course. You live in Massachusetts. I used to live there. Or, yeah. Okay, yeah. you did.、Uh, good. Good job. You escaped from Massachusetts. All right. <laughs> <Yeah> . I'm riding this in this rental car with no radar detector, but I was driving, so I thought reasonably. I got stopped for speeding. No problem. Until he comes back to the car and says, "Sir, your、uh, license has been suspended." Oh, in Florida or in Florida? And my in- immediate response was, "Of course it isn't. What are you talking about?" And I said, I, 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 and I remembered there was a time when I didn't pay a ticket, and then they suspended the license. I went to the courthouse. I got it reinstated. I said, I got it、or、reinstated. Or so you thought. It turns out 
that, yes, I called the courthouse today in Kissimmee from, from my hotel room. And I said, what is the deal? I paid you people. And they said, you did pay us. You're, you're perfectly fine from the courthouse's point of view. But you needed to also go to the DMV and pay them a $60 fine. And nobody told me this. Oh, so, so anyway, you should have. Yeah. See, Tom, you should have read the tomes and tomes yeah. of the <laughs> DMV law. Provision so you- 12.7. So, so he said to me at the time, he said, well, look. And plus, I thought I had a, an email receipt proving everything was fine. He said, I have to go what's in my, with what's in my system. Uh, the good news is I'm not going to arrest you. And I thought, well, that's generous. Yeah. But your companion has to drive you. And she just has a, a, a permit. She never actually learned fully how to She sort of knows how to drive. <laughs> but he didn't know that. He didn't know. So wow. She got us back here. It was horrible. So because the state of Florida suspended your license, they basically turned around and gave your car the driving privileges of it to someone who was not licensed either. There's this robotic voice that called you up. Now, was it on your cell phone? It was on. It was a voice message I had gotten, and it was saying that I needed to call them on back. On your cell phone? Yes. Okay. Because they were going to. They were filing suit against me for not having paid my taxes. You're now a bad I know boy. that they don't. That's not how that works. And yeah, I know the whole IRS <laughs> itself is a scam. That's a separate conversation. Right. That is a separate <laughs> right. conversation. So I thought I'm going to call these people, and I what I need. I wanted to know what is their. What is, the, what is their angle here? Mm-hmm. Are they trying to scam me out of money? Are they trying to do identity theft? I'm going to bet, not having heard the story, that they wanted you to buy them Bitcoin. But uh, I want to hear it. <laughs> well, here, here's how it actually turned out. All right. So I called them up. They and they answer. I love this. They answered, uh, "Hello, Internal Revenue Service." As if that's what happens when you call the IRS. Somebody says hello. Uh-huh. You, you get sent into a big menu system, of course. But they answer, "Hello, Internal Revenue." Hello, Service. Internal Revenue Service. And the thing is, now I've gotten good at this because I've now done this several times. You have to sound slightly stupid. If you sound too smart, they know they don't have anything on you. But if you sound too stupid, they think you're scamming them. Mm. So you have to sound a little slow. Mm-hmm. So I was very upset. What could this be about? I've paid my taxes. No, okay. sir, you have not. And then the whole thing, right? Yeah, okay. So so, it, so I wanted to know, what, what are they going to do? So I tried to follow this all the way through. I managed to get them to send me to the next guy. I thought, oh, I'm doing great. Here's what they right, wanted to me to do. To a different department, Different right? department, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Because he's going to negotiate with me. Because they told me I owed like $6,000. And I told them that I had only 2000 in the bank. And libertarians are gathering in New Hampshire. I mean, Tom, you're not making the move immediately. But, uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe a few more pork fests. I haven't ruled out that um, when I get a little older, uh, I might okay. do that. I, I don't want to relocate my kids again, basically, because they, they've okay. just moved over and over. And I mean, enough's enough. We got to put them, give them roots somewhere. Where in Florida are you? Uh, not far from Orlando. Okay, yeah. Which has pros and cons, right? There are things to do, but then there are annoying tourists. But they this bring money, true. and so you know. But tell me what uh, our listeners will find at Tom'sPodcast.com. Well, there you'll find the nearly 1,700 episodes on every libertarian topic under the sun with titles like Abolish the CIA and all kinds of other things that, that make us make our hearts go aflutter as libertarians, as well as links to subscribe for free. And what about your Facebook friends are wrong about this new book series? <laughs> I've been releasing free books, free ebooks, all of which are called, or several of which are called, Your Facebook Friends Are Wrong About blank yeah <laughs> so whenever something like for example there obviously we've had a lot of debate about health care and people are saying if you don't support obamacare then you want hundreds of thousands of people to die or whatever and so i wrote your facebook friends are wrong about health care but more recently oh the thing your facebook friends have been the wrongest about in fact they probably dropped you as a friend by this mm-hmm. point has been the lockdowns oh, God. so i wrote your facebook friends are wrong about the lockdown and it's 
it's the best. I mean, I've been writing in my email newsletter. I've been smashing this thing every day, you know, for weeks. You know, if you look around the country at what the Libertarian Party can accomplish, it ain't much. Uh, if they can even get on the ballot in some places, they're lucky if they can pull 2% yeah. of the vote. Now, maybe that'll be different this year on a national level with uh, Joe Jorgensen, their new... I mean, one would hope. I mean, she's she's lucid and she's not senile. So, yeah. I mean, she's automatically a front runner, in my opinion. I mean, she... I don't I... feel bad about <laughs> wanting to vote. for. Like, I'm going to vote for her, and yeah. I don't feel bad about it this time. And so. Spike Cohen, everything I've seen from him is fantastic. That's the no VP. No complaints. Yeah. Guy. So, I mean, it, it's a good ticket. I mean... Not not the greatest that there could have been. I would have preferred, you know, Furman Supreme, Supreme. But she's she's good. Yeah, I think it was a good choice by the Libertarian Party. So that's nice. You know, they still they're going through the motions, and there's nothing wrong with what they're doing. Um, I just I stopped supporting the National Libertarian Party back in 2008. It was actually right before they nominated Bob Barr, who is a former Republican congressman and a drug warrior, drug warrior right? CIA boss man. Uh, to their presidential ticket. It was actually before that. I was just so fed up with how unlibertarian the Libertarian Party had become. I resigned publicly uh, my life membership with the Libertarian Party. So, but they, you know, they kept going through the motions, putting candidates up, and they still do. And they never really get anywhere. It's the migration that really makes the difference here. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, their strength in numbers, right? You don't want to be that out was there. Obvious. You don't want to be out there, you know, cop blocking by yourself, right? And here you have allies with whom you can do that. So and, many. I mean, of that's them. just one example of something that you have allies for. And it's also a really good one because there were so many people who cop blocked in Manchester specifically over the last several years that the police actually stopped doing DUI checkpoints. Yeah, and they cited the cop blocking as they the really reason. Did. They did. I couldn't believe it, but they actually gave. The liberty-minded folks credit uh, for that, and and the and what they did. Just to be clear, for people that don't know, uh, where there's a DUI checkpoint, the cop block folks will go down there with signs that say things like "Police checkpoint ahead, turn now," you know, I to give it. you notice to get you out of there, get you out of the the corridor that will lead you to uh, the checkpoint. And most people do love it, Aria. It's very popular. I mean, uh, nobody wants even even stone cold sober. Nobody wants to go through a DUI checkpoint, except for the most obedient of serfs. And so there are a few people who got mad about the checkpoint. They would like drive by and yell, or they'd flip a bird, or whatever. We have a gentleman by the name of Traveling, hello, uh, who is promoting a concept called Ancapistan. Tell me what that is. So it is essentially a city-state that we can build on land that we purchase um, anywhere we want as a community. A city-state called Ancapistan? You've lost me already. So Ancapistan uh, on social media is a meme. It's the land of the Ancaps. And an Ancap is? Ancap, anarcho-capitalist. Okay. I knew what that was. I was just asking so our listeners right. uh, could know what the, uh, the the lingo is. Two of the most offensive words in the English language uh, sandwiched together, but a lot of people nonetheless do uh, call themselves that around here. So this I'm is a term. This is a term that I've heard of before. Ancapistan, this sort of utopian, uh, you know, futuristic place. What do you, you know, what's your vision for this exactly? So. Um the, the ideal scenario is to have a green, affordable city. I think those are two kind of um, 
focuses that we should have for an ideal society. Okay. And so... And, and what do you mean by green? Um, low fossil fuel use, um, low should noise pollution. Should the market decide that? Well, the market is deciding that because you're free to move there or free to not move there. We estimate that the fossil fuel use will be reduced by 95 to 98% per capita. And... Uh, if we use, like, uh, wind or nuclear power, we could even get that to 99%. Well, okay, well, let's get practical here. I mean, how are you going to accomplish this? This is a pretty big goal, right? So you said you want to have a, pl a plot of land of some sort. How do you get that? Um, investment. We would uh, we'd be selling, like, bonds, co uh, corporate bonds. Okay, but where does it come from? Are you going to buy this land from a government somewhere and hope that they leave just, you alone? Just purchase it on the market. There's uh, Under, But there's going to be a state nearby, right? So, like, buying it on the market... Yeah, there's there's this you know crazy gang that's going yeah. to come in and demand taxes from you. Yeah, right. Well, uh, I think Chaz is kind of uh, an important step toward being accepted as ANCAPs. You think? I think so. Yeah, I, I, mean, I actually I really I, I don't want to I don't want to defend the uh, the overall psychology mm -hmm. of the anarcho communists, but they seem to be. Uh, pushing towards liberty somewhat don't they no i wouldn't say that at all i mean I, we've been we've been looking at the chaz here on free talk live and it, apparently it's shutting down according to uh, the news media after yeah. just two weeks but you know it's an interesting experiment whether it was truly autonomous or not i don't think they had enough time to really prove that you haven't been on the air on anything in a while right? i haven't i mean life has been the craziest year of my life and i'm loving it i mean you know everything and when was... you say that you mean just the last five months when did you stop doing the lava flow podcast so i did a couple after Porkfest last year and then mm -hmm. dropped off and they did a couple more so it's mm -hmm. been really since i've been active it's been almost a year wow so, yeah. wow yeah. yeah, you dropped off. I'm like, I hope you're all right. I, I am. It's just things you. have been crazy, and yeah. life has been good, and okay, uh, I good. just haven't had the time to, to get back to it. It's on my to-do list. Now, you, you know? still, I know, I know that uh, you're still working for yourself. You're doing your own thing? So I'm doing IT contract work yeah. uh, primarily. That's the primary breadwinner, but we've also got into uh, um, food. We're doing farming. Uh, so oh, I've got wow. 18 pigs at home. Uh, we're doing 500 meat chickens this year and 10 okay. turkeys and 50,000 bees. That and, sounds like it's going to keep so. you busy for it is, sure. It is. Yeah, have the kids helping you with it? A little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, so my my oldest son takes care of the layers, the layer chickens. They're kind okay. of his pets, really, for lack of a better term. But mm. they bring a little, a little bit of money as well, so they're they're active. What inspired this major shift? Uh, I think Bardo probably had a lot to do with it. Bardo Farm is seeing what they're yeah Bardo Farm just kind of seeing what they've been doing. And uh, for for listeners that don't know, this right. is a free free stater owned uh, farm basically yes. in Croydon, I think it is New yes, Hampshire. Yeah, Croydon. Um, they're actually providing, I believe, all the meat over yes. Jay Noon's uh, tent, and it's been. Yeah fantastic yeah and you know I, I love what they do and i love you know I, i've never thought about food really until mm -hmm. we got up here you know my thing with food was whatever's cheapest at walmart you know that sort of thing and sure. then getting into the difference in for in really good food and and well-raised food and and ethically raised food i think it's important to offer that contact to people not to be pushy or rude about it and the same thing's true of like dealing with this crazy like plexiglass up everywhere, this medical authoritarian hellscape that uh, we found ourselves in thanks to the state and its obedient corporations, and trying to be, like, uh, compassionate towards people about this. Yeah. I don't want to look down on somebody. Sure. It's their job. You know, they're wearing a mask. They're behind a plexiglass right. shield because they've been told to be there. Well, I had a guy at Harbor Freight jump on me. I mean, I, verbally. An employee for, or yeah, an employee customer? for not wearing a mask. So wow. uh, we go to Harbor Freight. 
it says, you know, masks requested. Yep, that's we, not My required. wife and I walk in, no big deal. And he starts hounding me. Well, why aren't you wearing a mask? Because I can't wear a mask. He said, well, then we're going to have to shut this store down at some point because if <laughs> we get sick, we're going to have to shut the store down. I said, that's not going to be my fault. Uh, your problem. Because I'm not the only person in here not wearing a mask. He right. didn't talk to the six foot three, 300 pound guy not wearing a mask. I see. He talked to short me. That's what you, you get know. for losing weight. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, I kind of gave it back to him. Well, you know what? I mean, if they're giving you hell, then it doesn't hurt to respond sure. in kind. Sure. Uh, but, I mean, just generally when encountering these situations, to be compassionate with folks and to, you know, make a joke about it like, oh, this is ridiculous or whatever. You know, I, I've been trying to do that, and it's gone over pretty well. Like, you know, somebody asked me at all the, the you know, a few weeks ago, how, how's everything going? And I said, well, it's going as well as it can for living in a medical authoritarian hellscape. Essentially. And they gave him the opening to kind of complain about, you know, some of the crap that he's having to deal with as, as an employee. So I don't want to ever blame somebody for the situation that they, they find themselves in. Here's the interesting thing. I forget who it was that told me. I don't remember you know, how conversations go here. They flow in and they go away. But somebody who had a podcast had let it die for like two years, hadn't put an episode out, did whatever other things was going on in his life. Somebody who's here. And he said he put another episode out and 10,000 downloads. No kidding. So everybody who, I mean, maybe there was some fall off over time, wow. but he couldn't tell, right? Like, his audience was still there, yeah. still subscribed, still ready for the next episode. And when it popped into their feed, they listened. I can't to it. tell you how many emails and, and you know I got a Patreon message yesterday from yep. what am I who's still on my Patreon waiting for me still to drop paying. an episode. Well, I, I have mine set to per episode. Oh, you're doing the per so, episode. Yeah, I don't thing. want people to pay if I'm not okay. putting out content. That makes but sense. But he sent me a message yesterday, Trevor, saying, "Hey, just checking in. What's going on, man? Everything okay? You oh, did, you know? That's so good. I get that stuff all the time. So it makes me feel good about yeah. it." I really want to get back into it, but man, life is just so crazy. Well, I it takes you. effort to go to you know SoundCloud or Podbean or whatever and unsubscribe from a podcast. Yeah, if it's not true, putting out true. episodes, you probably just let it's, it fall off your I radar. I do go through my podcast once in a while and drop stuff. Though. Oh, yeah, really? I, I do that. Okay, yeah. I've never done it. Uh, I'm not a podcast listener, so I can't, re I can't relate to it. Uh, yeah. I subscribe podcast to podcasts <laughs> so I can download them for <laughs> right. LRN.FM. Right. That's my only podcast subscriptions. Here's the interesting thing. I forget who it was that told me. I don't remember... You know, have conversations go here. They flow in and they go away. But somebody who had a podcast had let it die for like two years, hadn't put an episode out, did whatever other things was going on in his life. Somebody who's here. And he said he put another episode out and 10,000 downloads. No kidding. So everybody who I mean, maybe there was some fall off over time, wow. but he couldn't tell. Right. Like. His audience was still there, yeah. still subscribed, still ready for the next episode. And when it popped into their feed, they listened. I can't to it. tell you how many emails and, and you know I got a Patreon message yesterday from yep. what I'm, what am I who's still on my Patreon waiting for me still to drop paying. an episode. Well, I, I have mine set to per episode. Oh, you're doing the so, per episode. Yeah, I don't thing. want people to pay if I'm not okay. putting out content. That makes but sense. But he sent me a message yesterday, Trevor, saying, "Hey, just checking in. What's going on, man? Everything okay? You oh, did, you know? That's so good. I get that stuff all the time. So it makes me feel good about yeah. it." I really want to get back into it, but man, life is just so crazy. Well, I it takes you. effort to go to you know SoundCloud or Podbean or whatever and unsubscribe from a podcast. Yeah, if it's not true, putting true. out episodes, you probably just let just, it fall off your I radar. I do go through my podcast once in a while to drop stuff. Though. Oh, yeah, really? I, I do that. Okay. Yeah. I've never done it. Uh, I'm not a podcast listener, so I can't, re I can't relate to it. Uh, yeah. I subscribe to podcasts ever... <laughs> so I can download them for <laughs> right. LRN.FM. Right. That's my only podcast subscriptions. In Nevada and North Carolina on Thursday, multiple sheriffs said their Democratic governor's mask requirements were, quote, unconstitutional and unenforceable, unquote. And that's really interesting because I always thought, like, you know, again, in their system, in the government system, an executive order is supposed to affect the executive branch. Right. Right? Like, that. that's supposed to be the executive saying, all right, my 
subservient sheriffs and clean my clothes or whatever. Are sheriffs this. executives? Oh, I guess they are. Yeah, it's part of the okay. executive branch, yeah. right? The enforcement branches right. are. I the should probably know branch. this since I'm running for it. Yeah, that's right. Did you <laughs> run for that? sheriff again? Yeah. Nice. I, oh, that's great. <laughs> you go ahead. Okay, It'll be funnier so, coming from you. Yeah. So uh, you remember she ran for yes. libertarian candidate as sheriff, right? right? So the libertarians had gotten ballot access temporarily in New Hampshire. They subsequently lost that ballot right. access because there's this voting requirement, so on and so forth. Anyway. So in order to be a libertarian sheriff candidate this year, you got to go out and get petition signatures. Good luck with that. Nobody wants to do that's that. That's not going to happen. So what happened uh, in Keene, or what has been happening in Keene, that's where we live, for listeners that aren't familiar, it's the southwest corner of New Hampshire, kind of like a lefty enclave in New Hampshire. The Republicans have just been getting trounced there for so long. Yeah. They have basically given up the ghost. Uh, the Republicans for the last few elections have basically fielded no candidates. Wow. What is the government of the United States of America that you're a part of, Tom? I am part of a, uh, a group of people that decided to claim the meets and bounds of the United States of America and the seaward boundaries. The what's and bonds? Meets this, and... The meets and bounds, meaning the meets and boundaries of the territory. Okay. Of the 48 states. 48? Mm-hmm. Not Alaska and Hawaii. All right. Why not? Well, because they have their own issues. Okay. <laughs> so, so they wanted to claim the United States for what purpose? To create a jurisdiction. Okay. All right. The man that started this was doing a land patent, and what he ended up doing was uh, he found out in his state that uh, when he did the land patent, he couldn't bring it up to the county level because the only measurements they had was this big tree by this big lake by this big pond by this big ocean. And for listeners that aren't familiar, a land patent, we've uh, spoken with Jay Noon, who's one of our co-hosts, actually, about this concept. Uh, as I understand it, is basically a free set of pro- you know, property that is free from the tax of the king, essentially, right? Isn't that what a land patent is? It would be if, if, that weren't, if they hadn't claimed all the land as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they, right, people who try these land patent things tend to fail at these experiments. Exactly. Right. In this case, um, what was discovered when he did the land patent was that the Navy called him back and said, what are you doing? And he said, I'm trying to do a land patent. And they said, well, you did it right, but there's a couple of issues. One of them sure. being that nobody ever claimed the seaward boundaries. And also, there's no one else living there. Living? Within that jurisdiction. So what are you doing that's different? Uh, you know, you're trying to uh, take over the We're not trying United to take States. over the government, no. You're trying to take over the land mass. No. No. We're trying to create a separate jurisdiction away from their jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. And do you believe that they wouldn't be able to act on you legally within what you're considering your jurisdiction? Yeah, we proved that over and over again. Now, how long has this been going on? Uh, ten years. So when you say you've proved it over and over again, can you give me an example? All right. Um, a lot of the court cases that go through, when they find out that we've taken an oath to the United States of America, we are actually part of a separate union. When they ended up doing the um, Articles of Confederation. It was supposed to be a, uh, a perpetual union. And the one that they created after that was a more perfect union. We're part of the perpetual union. So it's two different unions. Mm-hmm. Therefore, if we're not part of their union, they have nothing that they can do on that part. Okay. What if somebody... They are the government, though. So what if they just say, no, you're part of our union, and that's the end of it. Now pay your taxes. Yeah, but you're not a member. How can they prove you're a member? They don't have to prove it. I mean, they have the guns, right? They do, but then it becomes liability. On them? Yes. 
And so this is getting into some pretty deep, uh, you know, kind of like a pretty deep interest and very interesting uh, legal hole. Uh, and you did cite prior to going on the air, you showed me a couple of court dockets mm-hmm. of uh, some of these cases that were thrown out. And you previously in another life were working with like a government agency a long time ago. Wasn't yep. it like CPS or something yeah, like that? Yeah, Child Protective Services actually wrote a book on it uh, called Legally Kidnapped the Case Against Child Protective Services. Right. So I worked there as an investigator in San Antonio, Texas many moons ago. Yeah. And then kind of wrote, um, uh, I guess, a hit piece on the organization. Um, nice. Not only in the present, but in its past and kind of understanding that the the precipice, the, the origin of Child Protective Services as a whole uh, was a colonization, you know, eugenics plan. Mm. Uh, to take over small groups uh, within the United States and try to basically make us all exactly the same. Um, and now that's kind of being practiced during this coronavirus epidemic thing where, you know, you have state agents who are saying things along the lines of, if your kid isn't wearing a mask or if they oh, are God. going out or whatnot, we're going to remove your children. Um, that's horrifying. Yeah. And now, is that going on in a lot of places or is it just the more hardcore mask places like California and Washington State? Well, it's it's going on in a number of different states. I mean, it's even occurring in places like Arizona because weirdly, Arizona is a kind of Republican state that isn't terribly bad on the whole coronavirus scamdemic mm-hmm. type stuff. Um, but in their particular case, um, their child protective service organization is, is incredibly terrible. So all you're doing is you're just adding another reason for the state to mess with, with families. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at Free Talk Live dot com